welcome to Umbrella Rebellion. I'm Marcy. And I'm Dee. We are finding healing after leaving a cult. We will be discussing abuse and personal experience with the ATI, IBLP, and fundamental churches. Trigger warning. This podcast may contain descriptions of various forms of abuse. Please take care for your safety and well-being while you are listening. If the content becomes too much for you to handle, please turn this off. We hope to expose harmful teachings that lead to and justify abuse. With the hope that those that are experiencing abuse can find support and escape from it. Welcome to Umbrella Rebellion. Today, we are going to talk about the Roe v. Wade possible overturning um, the leak of the what opinion. So just a little update for y'all. We are currently planning season two. We're just getting to the point where we can start recording again, but we wanted to come to you and kind of just weigh in on this because this is definitely a big part of our past is the cult being extremely anti-abortion and kind of let y'all know where we're at today in our beliefs and how we feel about this this, this possible vision so hi i'm d <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Marcy. Hi, D. <laughs> Forget how we do this. So Marcy and I were kind of just talking kind of like how we feel about this today after all of the cult stuff. And I'll kind of share how my feelings on it. Marcy's going to maybe share a little bit about how she feels on it. And then I'm going to kind of compile some of the statistics that I think are important. And kind of what we feel like the solution to to this dilemma that we have in our country, the United States, and this abortion rights possibly being overturned. So to start, I am what I would consider I'm personally a pro-life person. My personal belief is that I would not, could not get an abortion. I realized that I've never been in a situation where I've ma- had to make a really tough choice. So I say that with a lot of privilege behind my decision with that. And the other thing is I'm also unable to have children anymore because I have been able to get that resolved medically. And that is a privilege not everyone else has. With that being said, I don't feel like anybody else can impose their own beliefs on on others and i support the right to choose for everyone no nobody has the same belief system religiously nobody has the same belief of when a life is created and it is not for me to determine that for someone else um so i support a woman's right to choose what upsets me about this so much and i think going back 10 15 years i would have been so excited about this because I didn't fully understand the weight of what this means in some of the states. And so if you're not aware, there are, I think, 23 states that have bills that are already on the books that when Roe v. Wade is overturned, if it is, then it automatically supersedes the current abortion law 
and abortions will be strictly, completely, 100% illegal. What does that mean? From what I understand and what I've read is that when a woman has a miscarriage and she gets a DNC, dilation and curatage is what it's called. That is abortion. Medically speaking, that is an abortion. Will she have access to that? My mother-in-law was talking to me today, someone that she knows back in, I don't know, 70s, possibly. I don't know exactly what year. She was forced to carry a child that had died in her womb, which is extremely dangerous, which can become septic, which can risk the life of the mother. So these are the things that need to be considered when you are arbitrarily taking the right to an abortion away from women. Now, we all know that a woman cannot get pregnant by herself. And the burden of conception, contraception, of decisions is put on the woman. The responsibility of raising and supporting children. There are some wonderful men who support their children. But look at the amount of women who are doing it all by themselves with little to no support at all. By the men who have selected to create them too. So I think it is an unfair burden to place on a woman when it's not an equal burden that is shared by both parties who create a child. I think there needs to be solutions to the problems or the societal situations that puts them in a position where they have to make a hard choice. I've never been in a position where I've had to decide whether bringing another life into this world would then subject that life to starvation, to malnutrition, to abuse, to, and I say that knowing that I did bring my children into an abusive relationship, but at the time I didn't think it was. So there are women who are raped in their marriages and conceive a child and are therefore stuck in this situation with bringing a child into this and she had no choice about the conception and so now she has no choice about bringing a life into the world so i don't think this is a black and white yes and no there are so many extenuating circumstances that if you've never been in those circumstances, I don't think that you can say without a doubt that you would make the choice to have the the child. And then, you know, the foster system is broken in the United States. Many, many children are harmed while in foster care. It is not the saving grace that it's supposed to be. The checks and balances aren't there. Children who should not be removed from homes are removed from homes. Children that have been in foster care for their whole lives are now some in some states at 18 are now they've had no life lessons on how to support themselves, but are expected to support themselves with no support system anymore because they've aged out of the system. We need to fix what's broken before we can create more lives 
that are going to put a burden on these already burdened systems. Let's talk numbers. As you can see by this table, from the years 2010 to 2019, the CDC has a report of each year how many abortions. An average of 660,825 per year. Foster care. Child Defense Fund report showed that 251,359 children were in foster care. That was out of a total of 651,505 abuse or neglect cases reported. A John Hopkins University study of a group of foster children in Maryland found that children in foster care are four times more likely to be sexually abused than their peers, not in this setting, and children in group homes are 28 times more likely to be abused. Oregon and Washington State study determined that almost one-third of foster children reported abuse by a foster parent or another adult in the home. Researchers of a study of investigations of abuse in the New Jersey foster homes concluded that no assurances can be given that any foster child in the state is safe. Per the Child Defense Fund, 41% of the children in foster care are under the age of 6. They spend an average of 19.6 months in foster care and 14% spend 3 or more years in the system. Also, according to the report in 2019, 47% were reunited with their families, which is the lowest percentage ever recorded. 20,445 children aged out of the system. 26% were adopted, which is the highest percentage recorded, 64,415 children total. And 122,216 children were awaiting adoption in 2019. National Child Mistreatment Statistics, I have a bunch of information listed here. If you're listening on the audio, you can go to the YouTube channel and see I have like a slideshow that I just showed to the viewers. I would suggest pausing this if you want to read through this information. I will also list links in the description. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe you're having difficulty in relationships or with difficult thoughts, feelings. We are definitely people who can understand how that can be difficult, especially after leaving a cult. Therapy for me was extremely important after leaving the cult and abuse. And it was difficult to find time to get to one where you schedule an appointment, you had to drive there, you had to leave work. I think with BetterHelp, this sounds amazing because you can schedule it around your appointments or work or children. Children was a thing for me. And something that I liked about that they said was available was that you could text message a counselor. There were multiple times where I would get triggered and have panic issues and things like that, where it would have been really nice to be able to just message someone and have them talk me through that moment. If you can relate to this need, then BetterHelp wants to help you today. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen to help you. Talk to your therapist in private, online environment at your convenience. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with your therapist in another 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. And as Marcy and I have experienced, sometimes each therapist is not the best fit that we've seen or we get to a point where we need somebody that can help us with a different aspect of our recovery. And so 
I've been to multiple therapists as well. Yes, I have too. I went to a therapist for the abuse. I went to a therapist for the cult and I've had to go through several to find the right one that was the best fit. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. We have a special offer to Umbrella Rebellion listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Umbrella Rebellion. That's betterhelp.com slash Umbrella Rebellion. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. So when these hundreds of thousands of children are born now because they are no longer allowed to be aborted, what is going to happen to them? Mm -hmm. Do we not care about them after they're born? You know, I was talking to somebody the other day. My personal belief is that if a child has not been born and they have a soul when they're created, they would be with Jesus. They had no consent in the situation. So would it be better for these babies to be with Jesus in my belief system than an abusive situation being raped and beaten? And I think there was three children I've seen news stories of lately that were murdered by their own parents. Why are we going to force children to come into a world where they could be raped, molested, abused, neglected, starved. We have to solve the problems that, uh, that harm children when they are in this world before we can prevent a service that people use in, in mostly low income situations where they're struggling to support children. Or when they know that they're being abused and they don't want to bring a child into that, you know, so that that's where I'm at with it. We mm-hmm. have to solve the problems that cause harm to children when they are born and in their lives before we can make this illegal. And we also have to have provisions for life threatening medical intervention for women is a woman's life not as valuable as the unborn child? So you would choose to kill a woman to and, and have a dead baby too. You're not going to get the results that you want anyway when in all situations, when you completely ban it altogether. And there are going to be, again out of necessity and desperation places who are going to do it on the black market. And it's going to cause harm to women and the men get to go out and continue with no worries, no cares. I'm not saying that, you know, men don't care about their children that aren't born. I'm just saying like, the burden of that decision and the burden of the health consequences do not affect men. And this is your most vulnerable population that would be seeking out these things or that would need help. um, Even, you know, finding alternative, you know, Mm -hmm. portion or whatever, isn't going to be the ones that, that the dad's going to stick around and, and, 
and help, they're going to be the ones that walk away with that more vulnerable population. So, right. Or the un, or the unwanted ones conceived out of rape or abuse. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sorry, I kind of just like went on a tangent <laughs> there. <laughs> no, it was good. I mean, it covered a lot of the things that I probably would have said as well. I, I'm pretty much um, track right, right along with that. I do, I consider myself pro-life. I would not, I do not agree with abortion just for abortion. But I also think that whenever you put black and white decisions into a very complicated thing like birth control, like, abortions and birth control and, and medical. And there's so many different kinds of medical things that can go wrong with, with pregnancy and with, you know, kids and stuff that you can't have a black and white law. It, it just, you can't say yes or no. There has to be provisions. There has to be ways to keep the woman safe. Like you said, with the DNCs where they miscarried, the baby was already gone, that there was no baby to, to save, Mm -hmm. but still needed what the medical world sees as an, an abortion just to make sure she was okay. There is no right. reason to put a woman's life in danger just because you can't get the procedure because it's medically under that designation. And also I am absolutely pro choice as well. I land in the middle. I don't want to take away anyone's ability to choose. So Yes, I don't want babies aborted or I want to be pro-life and make sure that we protect that. But at the same time, at some point, that choice is that person's to make. Mm -hmm. And that responsibility lands on their shoulders. And I want to have some, there's got to be gray areas where people can decide. (laughs) Grace and understanding and compassion. Yes. And I think that part of what bothers me about this too, and and this goes back to the cult, because the cult in all things, almost all things, it was black and white. There was Mm -hmm. no gray area. It was taught to us in everything that there there are no gray areas. There's no such thing as gray, none. It is black or white. It's right or wrong. There's nothing in between. And that's just not the way life is. And I think I see this as one of those things where, um, there's a lot of gray areas that aren't being addressed. People want a blanket rule, and blanket rules never work. And, well, and you know, us women as target again. <laughs> and we, yeah. this has been sold for a long time. There, there were many women that did it on the black market for many, many years that were seriously injured or, or caused death mm-hmm. long ago. Like we had solved this. <laughs> right. To make it medically safe. Yes. We're, we're, we're backtracking. We're, we're going. That's the scary part to me that it would Mm -hmm. take away choice for women to get what they need to be safe. Mm -hmm. You know, or when they're, you know, 14 and been raped and now are pregnant. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, and here's the thing you, you think in your mind, and I know I've said this about many, many different things. I I've said, I will never do blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And, um, had to come back and say, okay, (laughs) in the position now. And, and, and you don't understand what you're weighing there. You can't make that decision before it's set before you. Right. You know, um, and you might choose differently being, Mm -hmm. being in the situation and you just don't know. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah. So if you've never been in a situation where you've had to make that difficult choice, who are you to say right. that that's wrong? Exactly. You know, I mean, you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my personal beliefs. Yeah. I mean, you can say it all you want, but you can be a jackass too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's essentially there. <laughs> so I, I land kind of in the middle of that where I don't want black and white rules. I want there to be the ability for women to have choice. That also... So that also goes with something else I was thinking about. So I have had the surgery to prevent myself from being pregnant. Mm-hmm. My husband has had the surgery to prevent himself from impregnating anyone. Mm-hmm. So in the medical community, mm-hmm. all insurances are not the same. Mm-hmm. It is very hard for a single woman or even a married woman without mm-hmm. children Mm-hmm. to go to her doctor and get it paid for to have a surgery to tie her tubes to do a tubal mm-hmm. removal to do anything that would prevent her from getting pregnant without subjecting herself to hormones that may negatively affect her or contraceptive that is not always fault fault proof yeah so So you're taking away, you're going to take away the right to an abortion, but you're also not making a provision for women to make a decision to not have children. Right. To be responsible in it. They're trying to be responsible. I agree. Another thought that, that I had had was the whole planned parenthood thing because they provide abortions that they're automatically bad. And my experience in the past was that I was um, low income. I didn't have a way to get birth control. I didn't want to have children yet, but I was able to get it for very low cost or free and wouldn't have been able to do that if I had not gone through Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. So even people that are trying to do it responsibly and, yeah. and stop it responsibly, even in the regular way, like birth control, wouldn't have access to institutions that can help with that. So, right. And, and you're space. <laughs> right. Right. So if we want to do that, we need to educate people on contraceptions. We need to make birth control more accessible, more affordable. We need to be able to provide them the means to make a choice to not have children that doesn't involve an abortion. Right. Exactly. We're going to take that away. Give them the means and ability to afford it. You know, like, We need to make daycare affordable for people if you want to have more children, because not everybody can afford to, you know, like, and if you're not going to allow people have access to birth control, if it's too, if you have to decide between birth control and feeding your children, and it's not always about just close your legs and don't have sex. Yeah. We are human beings. We desire sexual connection. Women can enjoy sex too, and it's okay. And to deny them enjoyment in that, in whatever situation they might be, married, not married, single, you know, whatever, or in a situation where they've been forced upon, you know, like, y'all have got to, like, think outside of a heterosexual relationship between a man and a woman that are married and both have jobs or the other person has a job that can support six, eight, 10 children. No one, not everybody in this world has that ability and you've got to be able to create solutions to multiple different 
Yeah. Or support the single mom that wants to keep the baby. If she wants to yeah. keep then give her resources like childcare or training or good paying jobs to be able to, to keep that baby. Maybe she right. doesn't. There are so many variables that, mm-hmm. that need to be addressed first before just laying out a blanket rule and saying, too bad, so sad, figure it out. Right. Right. And then who, who suffers? Yeah. The child you were trying to save. And then, yeah, that's counterproductive. Yeah. You know, and you know, somebody had made a comment on a post that I was commenting on, you know, well, I know a lot of people who went through hard times and they're glad that they're alive. Okay. But if they had the choice to experience that or not experience that, I'm sure they would say, I would rather not be raped by my father. Yes. I mean, you can, you can see a silver lining in a bad thing, but that doesn't mean you want to go back and live it again right. or that you, know? you live it in the first place. Yeah. So, and, it's, and you know, yes, I, I think that life is a beautiful thing and that I think that my belief is God can provide for anybody, but if you've never been in a situation where you're deciding between going to work or leaving your toddler home alone, and then not having a job because you didn't show up because you don't have childcare. You've never been in a situation where you've had to worry about that. You have no right to make that decision for someone who's in that situation. I think maybe that's the point. I think that yeah. people that are making this decision, the people that are putting these laws out there and that are moving these things forward, the people that are supporting them in that type of thing have never been there. They've never privileged people with, with, all of their needs met and with a lot of support behind them in and and not to mention that most of them are men and don't have uteruses and exactly. never a child <laughs> so but I'm, I'm and you know i say that with, with a grain of salt if you've never been there mm. um, i'm glad that those people haven't been there you know and right. you don't and they're not wouldn't wish that on anyone but right. also don't make decisions for other people if you don't you know you've yeah. got all of it <laughs> So that is our take on yes. <laughs> the potential of Roe v. Wade being overturned is it's a bunch of malarkey. Yep. It's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us again in this little bonus episode. We look forward to diving into some new things next season. Please stay tuned. So, oh, we have the community tab on YouTube now, so we can keep you updated there as well. So be on the lookout for our announcement of when we're going to be coming back. And don't forget to come join the rebellion. Bye. Bye.